Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Burbual Kosong Club podcast. And as I said it, I just realized how much of a mouthful it is to actually say. Uh, but I'm not going to change the name. Lah. <laughs> and in this episode, we have Reynard Adrianto, whom I met while I was freelancing. So he was a student at that point in time and his work was just so good. It was so fast, it was on point. He was making decisions that I would have made. And as I got to know him better, and I kind of like followed his career a little bit, he just keeps producing good work, uh, like just really, really good work. So we explore a little bit of that uh, in the episode. It's definitely a bit more motion design centric. And we talk about the softwares and a little bit about the challenges that we face as motion designers talking to other departments within an agency or within a studio itself. So it's a pretty good one. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a bit short, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's always nice to talk to people who are doing the same thing as you. And I guess if you're listening, you should also just kind of reach out to people who are in the same field. It doesn't have to be the same company or whatever, but I guess it, it does provide a lot of kind of peace of mind, you know, about the industry itself, whether you're doing the right thing, what things can be done better as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, we also have an opening track for now, which is done by the one and only Intriguen. Uh, he he just gave me a file. Uh, he gave me a, a couple of demos, and I picked this one. Uh, it's just called Jazzy, so I'm not even sure if that's the right name, but <laughs> we'll stick with it. Uh. <laughs> so thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Oh man. This is, I, I've called it Burbual Kosong. Burbur. Which just means Burbual Kosong. Burbual Kosong. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so you know what's up lah. Yeah. Like basically <laughs> Tokong lah. <laughs> Pretty much. The, the podcast is called that anyway. Okay. Okay. So would you say you operate more in the advertising industry or the entertainment industry? I would say advertising. I would say advertising. Because... I think if in entertainment industry, that mm-hmm. to be called um, somebody in the entertainment industry, you got to produce something that is sort of like in uh, included in the mass media um, circulation. So I don't think any of my stuff is there yet. And it's, most of the time it's advertising, most of the time it's marketing, isn't it? That's true. Okay, but like your classification of mass media, like would you say social media is mass media? I wouldn't say so because social media, um, I would say that mass media is more of something like TV, Netflix, YouTube. Mm. And YouTube also like it doubles up as social media as well, isn't it? But yeah. um, I think for social media, it's it's a bit different because the things that we design 
uh, to gear towards mass media and uh, to, to gear towards social media is a bit different than mass media, isn't it? Super short form content as compared, right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be like about the duration as well. It could just be how eye appealing it is. That's true. So we first met when we were working on a freelance gig at TBWA. Hell yeah. I think that was a very good insight to how the fuck you work anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And you you were still a student at that point, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I felt like shit. This guy is he's already working so fast. He's really so fucking quick, and he's a student. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, but you can see the level, the differences in yours and mine in in the work qualities. <laughs> I I for me it was a job uh, that like I couldn't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> to me it's like <laughs> I was a student I was there to prove myself in a way I guess yeah and you did like you did I, like in all honesty I felt you did oh shit thanks <laughs> I mean the video we did was very well received and it got referenced quite a bit I think oh down the road damn like yeah, references yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, they just bring it up and bring it back up again yeah. and again okay. correct correct okay, okay I think let's talk about ADM education mm-hmm. the first time I met you I was surprised that you are from ADM Right. Because it didn't seem that ADM had a robust uh, motion design curriculum, I guess. <laughs> that's if true. That, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, this is great. Like, what, what is your first impression when you heard that I'm from that specific school of ADM? Okay, so my perception of ADM students, it either goes in one of three ways. Because I understand, as far as, as, far as I can recall, there's like an animation track. Mm-hmm. There's like a graphic home track. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's like a fine arts or something like that? Um, no, not exactly. Um, but ADM, fine arts, I think it's... You're talking about photography, which is... It tends to be for, uh, fine arts, but you don't need ah, to photography. be fine arts. Yeah, but like it's it's sort of geared towards fine arts in, in terms of mm. curriculum and all. But uh, okay. yeah, that, about right. Um, there is the animation branch, yeah. So you were from the animation uh, department, is it? No, I was from the visual communication department. That's a graphic <laughs> design one. Uh, graphic communication, you know. Yeah, dude. So what made you want to branch out into motion? I think because since... I, I mean, this is talking way back since JC. Like I, I used to pick mm-hmm. up um, video editing first. I used to pick mm-hmm. up video editing first and then... Figured out that I can do some animation in Premiere Pro, and then, <laughs> and then picked up After Effects along the way, like all, all over the years. Yeah, as as you said, ADM doesn't really have a strong motion graphics branch. They don't have many courses that is geared towards After Effects or Cinema 4D. In fact, they they only had they only have one, and in that one course, and it's not like a compulsory course. Of course, it's a, it's just a it's just an elective. In that one specific course, you're only get uh, you're only you're only taught um, After Effects basics. So most of it's the like time, how to open a file, how to like oh position uh, keyframe here, keyframe there. Is yeah, it? I I I guess until keyframes. That's it. Like uh, that's the end of the curriculum there. Yeah, which is kind of odd, right? Like, I I feel like ADM. I'm um, ADM. Sorry, like motion graphics is still relatively young in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an education, like as as a role, is it's been around for forever, la, I yeah. feel like ever since broadcast first started, right? Yeah. But as being having a curriculum around it in today's version of MoGraph, I feel is is very very lacking. 
And I think there's only like one school that has a uh, pure MoGraph education. I think 3D Sense. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I'm not sure if you heard. The, the, the kids, they pump out uh, pretty strong, sir. Yeah, I, I did see a couple of things from 3D Sense. Is that a, is that a physical school or is it a... Uh... Yeah, it's a physical school. It's a oh. physical school with okay. a one-year diploma, I think, I in, in MoGraph. Okay. Right. And it's quite rare, right? So, I mean, you actually, in all honesty, you only really need a year. Yeah. And you dedicate your 365 days, right, to this this craft. You can come out, like, as a mid-level already. Yeah. I think, to be honest, that's, that's the reason why um, ADM didn't have a motion graphics department, in a sense. Because um, after effects and motion graphics, it's still seen as supplementary. For So, for example, like, that motion graphics design course in ADM is under visual communication. So motion graphics is still seen as like this extra tool and you don't really need to delve like one year into it because they see it as a tool. Understood. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess it's kind of the same thing as saying branding, right? Branding would fall under graphics communication. Yeah. Like for ADM. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, so it's interesting to see the kind of quality that, that you had. Like, first day, that was your, like, one of the bigger first-time jobs you had, right? Yeah, that was, uh, I think at that point of time, yeah, that was the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, you came in guns blazing already, like, you got your pre-coms down, your layering was, was solid, your naming convention was there. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> you used the freaking graph editor, you know, like, and, and this stuff, I, I know it sounds so superficial now, but you have no idea the amount of people you come across, right? That don't even easy is stuff. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, right. like even now, I I do see like people starting up and then they don't easy ease things and oh man. <laughs> right. It's crazy, right? Like it I think, is. like a couple of years into it, and and you realize how simple it is just to elevate the work. Yeah. Oh, sorry, but like back to like the the ease thing. Like I think that's yeah. based on the experience. I would say, because yeah, yeah, you kind of have to just go through motion graphics after a long period of time before you develop what is what looks good, I guess. Like the taste, right? The taste and yeah. the eye. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, like how the design eye is a thing. Yes. Yeah. And I was about to bring that up as well. Okay. Actually. What a, what a segue. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, brilliant. I think you should host. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> nah, this is your shit. I'm, I'm not no, damn, but, but dude, dude, you're making it so much easier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I was saying like like taste, having taste and having the eye. I feel like motion design also, and this is part of the problem, it's a bit chicken and egg. Okay, motion design is a discipline which I feel is a culmination of a lot of other uh, verticals. Yeah. Graphic design being one of them, editing being another thing, uh-huh. uh, being able to, I would say directing is another one. Yeah, definitely. Right? Uh, yeah, so three, maybe three or four verticals that are merged into one. And then you have, on top of that, you have the craft of it, yes. which is like the easy ease, uh, how, how things move, yeah. how you're leading the eye, right? That's the direction part, right? It's not really editing at that point. It's, like, it's really just being a director about it. Yeah. So, so my question was, or rather my, my statement, lah, I feel like motion design is also a career or a role that you will only really see high returns after you've spent a couple of years as somebody else, like being a graphic designer, so on and so forth. Like if you were to start out straight yeah. in poly, as a motion designer, uh-huh. you end up becoming that, like, you end up becoming a product of the education, not really 
you're not really bringing much to the table as an individual. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I guess that's uh, that's the truest role of a motion graphics designer in a firm, mm-hmm. I would say. Because a motion graphics designer is expected only to do things as like being the hands. Of course, the better motion graphics designer have like the the other the other skills equipped to to the person. But yeah, like I I feel sorry. What was the question again? <laughs> no, it was it was a question, and it's about taste and having the eye, right? Yeah, it is. The, does it feel as though the people who have taste and have the eye in motion design are people who were not doing motion design as a first career? Oh. It depends, because I would say that, um, I would say that it's a tool. Like so far, also motion design is still a tool, mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. a sense that I did start out graphic design. Uh, for example, like my past, I did start out as a graphic designer, but I didn't know what kind of output that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So. Actually, like the first things that I tried was web design, and it was terrible. But again, <laughs> it was terrible. Oh my god, it's a terrible job. Um, but yeah, like I guess, uh, for example, like a graphic designer, they don't really know what kind of medium they want to do until they try it. So it kind of That's makes true. sense. Yeah, it kind of makes sense that motion design. If once they try motion design and they liked it, they, that would be that could be the first thing, the first job that they'll take. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a medium. La. Yes, it's still yeah. a medium, I would say. That's true, that's true. Okay, then my statement before this was quite as a niner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Nah, I don't know, man. Because I, I feel as though when I first started doing this, I really did feel like there were gaps in, in my ability to uh, produce the work. Right. And I felt like if I had just had a stronger graphic design background, or if I had a stronger like editing background, so on and so forth, I wouldn't be at this stage in my career at this point of time. You, know, you get what I mean? Oh, so yeah. I mean, how did how did you start? Did you start by doing editing, or did you? No, man. I was uh, I was an industrial designer. My my learning was in industrial design. Oh, this so is my new. trade. Yeah, I've never known. Oh, this. <laughs> shit. Okay, so uh, it's like concept art, that kind of thing. So it was a lot of draftsmanship. Okay. I could draw. Uh, the school I went to basically they taught you how to illustrate and draw uh, in three D space. That that was essentially the principle, the core of the whole school. You go there so that you can walk out being able to draw anything uh, in any any perspective, so on and so forth. It definitely was yeah. geared towards entertainment, right? Like uh, entertainment or product design. So like the logical job choices after after you graduated was you either be a concept artist. You'd be a product designer, you'd be a team park artist, <laughs> or, or, or so on and so forth, right? But your skill set was in visualizing something in a 3D space. Yeah. The theme park artist, is that a thing? Uh, theme park shit. designer, sorry. Theme park designer. Damn. I have two acquaintances that are actual theme park designers in Singapore, dude, which is fucking wow. crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. Should get I should talk to the them podcast. on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much interesting than whatever we're doing right here. <laughs> It's <laughs> so interesting, man. Okay. Yeah, so the, the one of them is my friend Darius. Uh, huh? He essentially came from the same school. He was my senior, mm-hmm. graduated. I think he he jumped around a couple of game studios. Then he ended up as a team park designer. Nice. So the stuff at Resort World, all that kind of stuff, right? So you know the sculptures, uh-huh. the way you design the space, 
Oh. All the small things that you see in it's almost like set design. Yeah, it's 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 almost like spatial design then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. But you, how do you get a job like that, right? You have to be able to communicate in 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 drawings first, because that's like the cheapest form of uh, approval you can get uh-huh. before you like hire a whole contractor team and so on and so forth, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my god, what am I trying to say? Okay, yeah. So. <laughs> That was what I learned. I learned how to draw first. Then I went into a couple of design roles, like graphic design roles. And then I think it was from there that I, I started dabbling in motion design as well. It started coming out from a place whereby I feel the work can be communicated better. Mm. Or like you said, like it's not the right medium. Like static work maybe or GIF isn't the right medium anymore. It needs a little bit more juice, I guess. Yeah. Right? And yep. it was from there. Then I... Learned as much as I could online. Then I took a couple of school of motion uh, courses. Right. Yeah. School then it was motion. only after. Th- yeah, dude. If I can, I would not have the career I have if not for them. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So from there, lah. Then it just kind of compounded, really. Okay. But okay, that means your you, the skills that you equip with before you delve into motion graphic will be visualization skills. That, uh, yes. That's a pretty good skill. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's pretty much the. The core skill set, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was interesting because I was really at the point of time when I graduated. So right, like my friends were giving me a couple of like freelance jobs for vis- visualization mm-hmm. for ad companies. So like the storyboarding and all that kind of nonsense, uh, mm-hmm. which was interesting. And then now to do motion for advertising is uh, same industry, like different role. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember you, there was a point in time where I met you, and then you're telling me that you were more interested in doing cinema 4D type work. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I remember you doing a couple of stuff for like Unusual Network. Is it Unusual Network? And was oh. it GIF Fest? Yeah, it was. Um, it was anything under Steve Lawler. Like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. GIF Fest, <laughs> Unusual Network, Aya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. And I mean, your three D stuff is pretty freaking solid, man. Hey, thanks. You too, a toy boy. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, my man. Okay. Thanks, thanks. But yeah. It, <laughs> hey. There was something about it that felt quite original also, even though it was, uh, it felt original, even though it was still an idea that had been done before. Ah. Do you get what I mean? Like the whole Jakarta is sinking. That's yes. one thing. Yes. That's one. The second one was, I think the first few 3D stuff I saw were when you started playing with fields in after Effect, in, in cinema. Yes. Like there was one. Then the second time I saw yourself, it was the loops, the satisfying loops. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a concept that's been done to death, but like your take on it and your taste is, oh. it made it's very strong, lah. I guess. Hey, thanks, man. Yes, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> and I kind of I guess it explains uh, Steve Lawler's interest in, in it explains his interest in your career. Ah, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> no problem, no problem, no problem. No problem. <laughs> but what made you want to? Why okay? Why is machine design? Why is three D a big part of? Part of your craft, I guess. Oh, like I guess, part of my progression is mm. is what I would put is is how I put it. Because okay. I think um, I I think when I picked up After Effects, the main thing that why I picked it up was also because of the challenge. Um, uh-huh. So looking at the natural progression of um of a motion graphics designer these days, it will be After Effects and then something three D. And yeah, yeah but it's, it's sort of fueled by 
challenge the the feeling of the uh, challenge um so cinema 40 was also mainly curiosity and it was quite a tricky software it's still a tricky software now for sure for yeah. sure so so far it's just been i've been doing things that i'm just curious about to be honest that's a good place to be in i guess yeah right? yeah so next up is houdini yeah <laughs> no next up <laughs> is blender oh, oh shit yeah. dude okay do you feel like you're missing out do i feel like i'm missing out I yeah. don't know <laughs> because Blender is so ver- <laughs> it's so wide in variety right mm-hmm. that um he, I feel like I'm missing out in some parts of the software but I'm totally mm-hmm. not missing out in other parts of the software for example yeah um mm-hmm. Blender has that brush tool thing I forgot what it's called what sculpting is it like uh dynamesh is it no it's um let me just google real quick because there's a Blender like it's something like you could use your stylus pen to to directly paint over like objects in the blender oh um, so you uh far what's it called it's like uv uv painting is it it's like uv painting straight on blender objects oh shit that's brilliant yeah did you notice no i did not know that what the oh, heck oh dude it's amazing i i'm going to oh, okay 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 i found the artist that, that normally uses this it's called blender grease pencil if i'm not wrong Oh, grease pencil. Yes, 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 oh, yes. Shoot. Like that is amazing, you know. <laughs> okay, so grease pencil, grease pencil on its own, it should be its own fucking program. Yes. I feel like it should be its own. The fact that it's buried under Blender is doing it a huge disservice. Yeah. Like you've seen the the short animations they made, right, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's freaking crazy, dude. It's But again, you know, like it it makes Your sense draw, yeah. because if everybody mm-hmm. starts to use grease pencils, suddenly none of the grease pencil the work, stuff is yeah. ex- is is that high rated anymore or like 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 amazing anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you guys is yeah. You got to have at least some understanding on the 3D space before you can use grease pencil. I feel That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And you're drawing, yeah. Okay, that's true. To truly unlock the use case for it, you have to really understand Blender first. Yes. And understand three because I don't think you can just port it over into any, like you can't. I don't think you can find an equivalent of grease pencil in cinema. Yes. At all, uh. like uh, even After Effects, they tried to do uh, a plugin for painting directly inside. It wasn't that successful, man. Because I think it was just uh, it just wasn't set up for that. Yeah. I've never uh, seen okay, After Effects pencil. using using brushes before, but. Yeah, I would imagine it will be like just heavy on the after effects, man. It's heavy, dude. It's heavy because you're not really seeing frames, right? You're seeing like uh seeing candy bars of like yeah, you're not seeing frames, you're seeing like candy bars. I think that's why like at its core the way it functions is is very different. Anyways, yeah, that's Blender. <laughs> like other, Yeah, and it's uh, then other parts of Blender, you don't really miss because like I feel like in terms of rendering, in terms of realism and all that stuff, Like mm-hmm. Cinema 40 is still way better. Resources yeah. are still way healthier in Cinema 40. So like that part That's true. I don't miss, but that grease pencil, that is it. That's the only thing. <laughs> Damn. Okay. This is a very good point though. Grease pencil is uh, yeah, that's a game changer for me. That is that is insane. That's an insane. Because once you have that, right? It kind of excludes a lot of other 2D 2D animation software. Like yeah. there's no reason to use uh, Adobe Animate anymore. Yeah, 
is inbuilt inside a free freaking software <laughs> called Blender. Shit, man. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's I, true. That's very, very true. I can tell you also, right? Because seeing my stuff most of the time as motion, um, mm-hmm. things I, I just do After Effects and Premiere Pro all the time. Of course, there will yeah. be times that I would want to go back to illustrations because my illustration skills are not great, but I do want to mm-hmm. hone on it. And Grease Pencil is, would be would be the software that I get into to to get yeah. good in illustration. So to sort of like be in a comfortable space to illustrate something. Correct. Yeah. That's true. Jeez. Like you you want you want an all in and like almost like a one one solution, a one software that does a lot of things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you want it to be co cohesive for other aspects of, of the job. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's almost yeah. Th- that's the goal for any software. So. <laughs> that's true. That's the Adobe Creative Crowd. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Basically. Adobe sponsor me, please. <laughs> <laughs> dude, if Adobe sponsors this, is ama- that's that's amazing. <laughs> I wish, dude. I wish. I just don't want to pay for the fucking subscription. <laughs> so a fucking eight hundred dollars a year. Eh. Yeah. It's expensive, man. It is expensive. I wish I was a student again. Like I, I had for a while. I was thinking of ways to sign up for short courses to use, oh, <laughs> to wow. use the email to to pay for like a student student price. Oh, okay. okay. That's I what thought, I heard. Yeah. Oh, I thought like short courses, as in what Adobe Pro offers or something like that. No, no, no. It's like going to your community center. Ah. And like maybe signing up for I don't know like cooking class or something, then try and get them to provide like <laughs> evidence that you are a student there, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because from that's what people do in the states, from what I understand. I like, did not know this. This people is people are trying to cut costs, so they sign up for like community college, which is free. Then you get a student email, right? Oh. So you sign up with the student email, then you get student prices. Uh. that was the. Uh, Prevailing story la, yeah. that, that I heard from a few of my friends. That's interesting. I do that or just torrent, I guess. But it doesn't work <laughs> anymore though. Yeah. With CC, it's so hard. Yeah, torrent is... <laughs> it's like... We're past it. Uh. Yeah, we're, we're kind of past it. We're, we're professionals here, right? Yeah, we, we, should, we should pay yeah, for the software. We, we update our softwares up to date. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> license your adobe <laughs> that's true that's true yeah, yeah, yeah well i remember there was a period of time, there was one time me and faz we were working on on a project with a freelancer and we were so pissed off dude because he was using a torrented version of after effects right and his torrented version was like i think two or three versions down so wow. the one we had in the studio right could, he couldn't read the file oh wow that was so frustrating like yeah i mean how do you it's quite hard, right? Like if that's the case, because nobody's on the same on the same uh, version of the software. Yeah. And it's further compounded by the fact that you can't even open the files. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. I'm, I feel like this is a, a good PSA. Yeah, license your Adobe. You yes. you may you don't know maybe tomorrow you'll do a freelance for a bigger agency, but they have their licensed Adobe products and you're out of date. Like yeah. Exactly. Got to create a lot of problems, man. <laughs> Exactly, man. Yeah. Okay, but I'm running two new issues with that though. Which is? But for cinema. Mm-hmm. Renderers. Right. So, have you ever gotten jobs or been approached, right, for a particular job, but they, they specifically say, I need it done in Octane? No. I think, 
this is tricky here because um, mm-hmm. it's not that they needed an octane. It's it's more like they they only use redshift, okay. and I was using octane back then. So uh, yeah, I had to like code switch there. But redshift wasn't that hard for you to jump across, right? Like from oct- from a third party renderer like like octane, or do you, or do you feel like you had to spend like a day reading tutorials and all that? Uh, yeah, I had to spend a week actually to like <laughs> to do tutorials, and even then, I didn't mm-hmm. really, I wasn't really good at redshift. Uh, Got it. Only then, only then I started subscribing to Redshift on my own, and then like reading, like trying out, experimenting stuff in Redshift on my own, and then I'm sort of better in Redshift. Only then. Understood. Which were the parts that tripped you up? Was it like the, the node editor? Yes, node and, editor. And- I, oh right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember the day, those days actually, uh, things that like I stumbled upon. But yeah, node editor is something that Octane doesn't really have. Uh huh. Um, and I think like, I guess on how is how the the materials like the material editor is a bit different for Octane and Redshift, and then um, I guess Redshift's um, what's it called? Post renderings, not post renderings. Uh, um, the the layering, the different layers of it. What's it called? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know in the Redshift, material blender is it? Uh no, well, material blender was also a problem, but no, uh, the multi, all the multi, uh, multi rendering is is it what it's called? I know in um, I I only know in Redshift. Redshift is called AOV sequence. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is for Octane. I don't use Octane. I use Redshift. So yeah, uh, shit. Oh, yeah, their version of AOVs, lah, right? Yeah, their version of AOVs. Um, but yeah, like AOV is also like a whole different world for me in Redshift. Yeah, I, having that production mindset, I feel is so hard to to do because like when you're doing like personal pro- projects and all this kind of nonsense, right? You don't think about these things. Mm. You don't think about about handing off uh. You don't think about handing off the project files, lah. I guess yeah. at the very least, you don't think about that, and you don't think about how our work is going to be used in a part of a bigger sequence. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, but I can tell you, like, um, the thing that really, um, the thing that really taught me a lot about Redshift, right, is in my new job right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's it's a small marketing agency, not not. Not a lot of people in the agency knows about 3D, so that only only now I realize how AOV is so important because I would render out something and then they would be like, "Oh, uh, we need to revise this. Can we have this by tomorrow?" And it's in 3D, and only I can only achieve that only by by using AOVs. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Man. Okay. Why do I say this? Because uh? <laughs> I feel it's a problem that's so close to my heart. It is so close to my heart. Just the other day, this this week, in fact, this week was when I was following up on a project. So I had to do a couple of particle uh, animations, right? In so the, the issue with this, right? Sorry? In Cinema 4D? Oh, yeah, in Cinema. Okay. It's, not ex, it's not X particles. It's uh, procedural work. Okay, wow. And I had such a hard time trying to explain to my client servicing and that therefore the client, right? About about how to how can you actually tweak the work? Because there's only so much you can push, right? Mm. 
mm-hmm. with, with procedurally generated work, you can get it to a certain point and then you still have to fix a lot of things to make it make sense. Mm. So, for example, I'll give you a, a separate example. I guess I think this one I can't really talk about. Uh, let's just say you're trying to generate growth uh, out of splines. Uh, right. And you need to go from point A to point B. Yes. Okay. Uh, how... In, in, in my mind and in the storyboard and all that, right, it goes through a certain kind of motion. Like maybe it, it does the figure eight before it goes to point B. Yes. So it grows out, goes to figure eight, goes, goes to point B. The few factors that you can change without like really dropping... Uh, the, okay, the few things you can confirm first would be the motion itself. So viewport render, just show the movement of the, of, of the thing. Mm-hmm. Get that approved, then you add another layer on top of it, right? Mm-hmm. Then another layer on top of it, right? And then another layer, another layer. The part where... Uh, it seems that clients understand is that every time you decide to make a small tweak to its path or uh, the number of generators or whatever, right? You're going to have to recalculate the whole fucking thing. Yes. Uh. And, <laughs> yeah. So that I think aspects of of three D are still not uh, as as pervasive and widespread and easily understood as other other aspects of of the job. Yeah. So yeah, man. Like. Yeah, that's true. And I, I struggle with trying to explain this or so. Yeah. You know, like having a producer helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, damn, dude. Oh, I, get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. <laughs> I think I've been blessed so far because all in most of my 3D jobs, I will settle uh-huh. with them first. Like, I'll be like, um, these, are, these are the shots that you want and this is what I can do. Now, keep mm-hmm. in mind that some of these are procedural and it's only like physics-based. I can't control much of it. And because mm-hmm. uh, most of the time, my clients also don't really understand about 3D, but like, th- yeah. I'm just, thank God for that because then they'll be like, okay, understand, understand. Okay, so we can't tweak much here. We can't tweak much here. Mm-hmm. But can we at least tweak this? And I'll be like, oh, can. Or like, yeah. I, it, it'll be tough to... to to face bigger clients, I would say, if c- clients really yeah. want specific stuff from a, a procedure and 3D stick. And do, like, don't you feel like that's the kind of thing that also, it makes you feel as though you're never ready for the big jobs, if you have that kind of mindset also, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Mike. Okay, it's a bit of imposter syndrome here and there, blah, blah, blah. Oh. But I also think, it's, it's how, how rare would it be for you to be a solo artist working for Nike? Yeah, it, that would be tough. Right, um, like you definitely have a team behind you. Yeah, at the yeah. very least, a producer. I I can tell you right, like the main thing why I'm scared to do like bigger clients' job for three D is mainly mm-hmm. the rendering time. <laughs> oh, that's true, so man. The rendering's not fun. Have you tried uh, cloud rendering? Yes. Um, is, I, is it pricey? Like, how 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 was your experience with it? kind of terrible to be honest (laughs) (laughs) i guess uh well i i mean i guess through cloud rendering i learned more things that i wouldn't know about things like procedural stuff you gotta bake first before you you split it to four different computers (laughs) because it will just do four different physics simulations (laughs) yeah um but i guess it's fine like i think i think you just get gotta get used to it uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah uh, so I would say that render farms are still better because it how, how quick was the turnaround uh, for cloud renders yeah it depends because 
cloud renders can be really fast. I know a couple of cloud renders that can use like 20 computers at once kind of thing. But you have to pay more, right? That's, that's the catch. Yeah, you got to pay more and it could be unstable and all that stuff. Mm. Um, like one render, one high quality, good render of uh, online online cloud rendering could take about a hundred dollars, I think. And that's like you gotta yeah. you gotta really hold your uh you gotta really like pray to God render comes out great because if not you gotta you gotta have to send that back. <laughs> you gotta have your high quality renders like your frame renders for each like important shot done first. And then you just send that out after that, right? Like you can't risk it where like you're just sending off the file without doing your due diligence. Yeah, you gotta you gotta test it out first. Mm-mm, there are a couple mm-mm. of like online renders that I know that like they will do the first and the last frame first. Oh. Yeah. So like just just sort of give you a look on like what it would what it could look like. What to expect? Uh. Yeah. What to expect? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay, that's a good. Okay, yeah, because I've been, I was thinking about it, so, and a few of my friends were telling me to just, like, bite the bullet and uh, just sign up for a cloud render. But I feel like I've not been at the point where I need to leave my computer on for three days straight. Like, I've not been to that point yet. Uh. And I feel like the stuff I work also is not super large, you know? Yeah. Like, the scenes are quite small. Then I think uh, it's fine, honestly. I think yeah. cloud renders are generally more for for studios, I would say. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Studios and I guess... But studios have a render farm also. La. I mean, you can pretty much set up a slave machine. Uh, a yep. couple of slave machines just linked to your main one. Yep. And you're good to go also. And it's yeah. pretty cheap also. You know, like, it, all it needs is a cheap-ass CPU motherboard because you're going to do uh, GPU rendering anyway. Yeah. And, and at that point, it doesn't matter which GPU you use. Mm-hmm. I guess, true. like, some studios also have, like, both, you know, render farm and yeah. render. Correct, correct. Uh, what's the next step for your career? Oh. <laughs> from from outside looking in, it seems as though you are making a lot of career choices and also the personal work that you do. They seem to be leading uh, you to a certain uh, destination. La. I have no, what the, no idea what it is. So, But it looks as though it's leading you somewhere. <laughs> there seems to be a purpose to the work. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for some purpose. <laughs> um, I can say that uh, I don't know because I I would I was like hard set last year mm-hmm. the, to like I'm gonna make my own studio because it doesn't seem like any studio fits me or like you know like my ambitions and all that stuff. I was just yeah. I think basically any fresh graduate <laughs> thought will feel that way. Yeah, yeah, any fresh graduate will feel feel that way. Um, but I do think so. Like I do, I do think as creatives, generally creatives, um, creatives don't really find a place that fits them a hundred percent. So there's always mm. that call, like you want to make something by yourself, you want to mm-hmm. create a studio or something like that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is I'm still hot set on it, but I wouldn't say like I would put a hundred percent of my time to it now. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, let me explain <laughs> yes please Cause, that's why we got you here man <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well because the current current studio that I'm working here I'm just going to plug them mm-hmm. here because I'm going to talk to them, uh, talk about them a lot um, okay co- that's beautiful yeah, the studio is called Duo Studio um, okay 
and it's something that I really respect uh, from the from the bosses, from the superiors, because mm-hmm. um, one of the things that they asked me during the interview was, "Where do you see yourself? What like what what are you what are you hoping to get out working from Duo?" Is as mm-hmm. if they they don't expect us to stay there for ten years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just told I just told her I just told my boss like I wish I wanted to make a I, I wish I to I wish to make my own studio something really deep into motion graphics uh, department motion graphics realm and mm-hmm. like my boss she was super um, supportive about it so in a sense that like this studio gave me a job while I'm also trying to figure out my own things. Mm-hmm. And also, the, the studio also like sort of borrowing my skills to, uh, to yeah to to make things in the studio look good. I really mm-hmm. respect that. Um, so moving forward, uh, back to the question, I'm probably gonna s- stick with the studio. Like th- this studio is pretty fun. This is again, this is an advertising for the studio. <laughs> it's probably yeah. Where I want to cut this out, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. Um, I feel you gotta lower your expectations a bit, because at least you could if you could, if you if someone could work on a place that is just like you're having fun in it, you're learning mm-hmm. things, and not just about 3D. I learned like I learned more about skateboarding in this goddamn company. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like really, yeah. Um, I really enjoy my time in this studio, and in my head my own studio thing is still it's still in a in a back burner yeah, yeah. no I, I completely understand that and i think it's bril- it's beautiful that you're very transparent with your bosses also yeah a lot of people are not i i feel and are you not transparent because, with your boss or something? i i'm super transparent with my direct supervisor so right. her name is emily uh-huh. uh and she's basically she's the di- design director at, at, this, at the agency i'm at mm-hmm. so she she doesn't expect I mean, she, she already said, I mean, in the creative line, in advertising itself, right? People don't stick for a very long time. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we, we just had a pretty, it was a conversation we had at the end of the workday about what we're kind of expecting out of all of this. Because she does check in with me quite often. And it's not the usual check-in whereby, okay, like your work is doing like this, you can improve here, you're doing well at this. Uh-huh. It was more like, where are, where's your hit space? Right, right. Which I felt was quite rare. I, I think my previous boss, Lingen, did that a lot also. Okay. But the, I, th- I think the difference was that with uh, Emily, she was more, she was somewhat more interested in the tangents in my life. Okay. So like, what am I doing? What Am I still freelancing outside? Uh, are there any side projects that I'm doing? Uh, uh, how's my family? How's my, how's my wife? You know, that kind of thing. So nice, it, yeah. it, it gave a very safe space to talk about your own ambitions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I was I became very straightforward with her at that point where I told her that there's a good possibility that I mean this is what I want now. Because you're kinda of like gonna set the precedence for precedent, precedence? Set the precedence. <laughs> um, pave the way. <laughs> pave the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> pave the way for the processes down the road lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right and when you do that there's a lot of hard conversations that you gotta have which I didn't expect mm. uh, yeah because technically this is the first time they're integrating uh, a motion designer in-house mm. before that it was always freelance so you don't really care about how things are done right you, all you're paying for is a video at the end of the day yeah you don't really care how the sausage is made 
<laughs> so now they have to consider these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe in my head is like, if I if I were to open up a studio myself, it'd be more of that. Right. Which is kind of frustrating also, right? Like, mm, do I really... So in my head is like, when about my career at least, I, I do see myself freelancing again down the road. Yeah. But I would say it'd be a lot more on my terms. Or, or rather the, the best situation for it would be if I was freelancing on my terms instead yep. of uh, constantly having to say yes to, to roll the jobs over, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like having a studio, it gives you a lot of stability in that sense. Okay, you know how there are, there are jobs that you will never have access to unless you have the right scale ah, for your studio? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's one of the things that's, that's also been playing in my mind, right? Like, I'm never going to get that, like, $5 million job as a single person. Yes, yes. <laughs> I did, like, I, I talked to, like, a couple of friends of mine who, who actually made a company fresh out of graduation. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the few things that's a big plus point in their, in their company they, that they can unlock better paying jobs. Yeah, I also think it's a trusting, right? Like, how can you trust a single person? That means the the point of failure is also just one guy. Yes. Point of success is also just one guy, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, it makes sense. It, it definitely makes sense. It does make sense and for the clients as well. Exactly. There's a lot less risk involved, right? With hiring a studio than a single person. Yeah. But that being said, there are a lot of single uh, solo artists out there who are complete beasts. Uh, like producing insane work on their own, dude. Yeah, that's true. But actually, this is interesting because um, one of my art directors in a company, like, mm-hmm. he he went in as an art director and he, like, sort of, after two months or three, he kind of mm-hmm. quit. <laughs> okay. He kind of, he kind of like, yo, this is not for me. Because he uh-huh. he used to have this own, like, solo artist studio. Um, and mm-hmm. now he's back into it. And I would say, like, okay. he didn't do much. He No, sorry. um He doesn't do much producing in the, in the, as a solo artist studio because uh, mm-hmm. it's more like he's he's just a hands again it's, yeah. it's sort of like a freelancer but with a with a mantle of a studio i would say okay okay i get you i get yeah. you so i guess it depends on what kind of studio that you're gonna make as well <laughs> that's true you really gotta have a vision for yeah. this yeah i think the, the biggest mistake anybody can make is that they don't think about the lifestyle that the choices are going to allow them to have Having a full-time job, it gives you stability. It gives you, it guarantees you, at the very least, uh, salary at the end of the month. It guarantees you uh, Saturday and Sunday off most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, those are the things you can guarantee you can have. But as a freelancer or a studio owner, I think it's you got to envision that life before you jump into it. At least, yeah. I think, man, and you got to put in the work. Uh. Yeah, as a as a sort of one person studio, the the lines between weekends and weekdays will blur. The line between yesterday and tomorrow will also blur, bro. It will also blur, <laughs> yeah. Everything will blur out, man. That sucks. That's true. That's true. I okay. I do mm-hmm. I do have one question though. Like like sort mm-hmm. of sort of something that like my friend keeps bringing it up as well. Mm-hmm. Um do, do you have you ever got in touch with somebody that is a senior motion graphics designer? Mm-hmm. Because I, I find that I find that role very rare. Senior. I mean, yeah, senior motion graphics designer or at least like somebody that's been in motion graphics uh, industry. What, locally or what? I, I guess locally. 
That's very interesting. Uh, I I just got approached for a role like that yesterday. Oh, senior senior motion graphic designer. So you, so you. Uh, like- <laughs> no, 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 no. And so when I was reading the, I was reading the JD. So the recruiter, the HR reached out lah. Uh-huh. Then they're giving the JD. So I think okay, like motion design. First of all, I I do believe that motion design means many very different things to marry. Oh my god, I'm fucking stumbling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> motion design means many different things uh-huh. to many different people. Uh-huh. Right. So motion design at Google is going to be very different for motion design at uh, at, 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 at an advertising company. Yes. Uh, I have a friend. Uh, he's potentially taking a job with Dyson oh. as a senior senior motion designer. Okay. Right. But Dyson, when... when I mean, I, I very vaguely spoke to him about the role, but he was, it's definitely, it's not really advertising, it's becoming more product. Yeah, it's very you know, it's, it's almost like UI, it? right? Yeah. Like the UI and UX design. So I think motion design is, is also moving into that space, or rather it has been in that space for a long time, we just never called it that. Mm-hmm. So I was asking him about his role, because he was telling me as a senior, what they were expecting out of him during his calls with them, right? Was that he has to lead the team and leading the team is such a vague statement, man. Right? Like, like to be to be hired as a... Okay, it makes sense to be promoted into a lead role. It doesn't really make sense to be hired as a senior or lead or senior, in fact. Yeah. I, I guess it depends. If there's nobody in, a motion, in, in the company that is in the motion graphics department, I guess that gives you a right to hire a senior motion graphics designer. Yeah. But yeah. To, to sort of... I think to sort of delve in into a company with motion graphics designers already and then suddenly being hired as a senior. Yeah. That's that's always gonna bring up some some bad blood between the between the designers. Yeah. There's gonna be some distrust for sure, right? Because yes. you, it's a statement about your capability as a junior or mid level yeah. that is not enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think at the same time you have to also be forward looking because at the end of the day, all of these are jobs and you're there to service the company or studio, right? Mm-hmm. And you really just should be about producing good work. Great work, wow. in fact. And the, sometimes the only way to do great work is to get more hands involved. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as freelancers, right? Like, everybody is super happy whenever a damn solid freelancer comes through the door, you know, to help on a project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, shit, we're really off a tangent. Uh. <laughs> Senior motion designer in Singapore, I think there's, there's quite a few. Okay. I think they're just not as vocal as the younger guys like us. Okay. Uh, mostly because I think it becomes way more about management. The the JD that I was reading about, you're managing a team, lah, right? And I don't think it's in the same vein as doing like style frames or it's very different from being an art director. Mm. You mean right, like senior motion graphic designer? <laughs> yeah, because there's also the idea of like a a designer meter, you know, like oh. you're the one doing the style frames, kind of like Nidia Diaz. Oh, that's you know, th- that kind of role where they they use C forty, they use After Effects, but just to set the cell frames, yeah, yeah. and then you get the team to execute on it. But right, like I mean, senior motion designer, in my opinion, it doesn't mean that they have to actually do any motion design. I mean, they don't, they don't have to do any animation. Yeah. You can just do motion design as design, right? Yeah, right. I guess in a sense, like the senior motion designer that I know, they're they're more art directors for motion stuff already. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, and in my head, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I guess so. Because I guess in a company that doesn't have any 
proper art director for motion. That's that's the best you can get. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, like promote okay. somebody to be senior motion designer. <laughs> exactly, and then have them like kind of direct and art directed. Yeah. Because okay, I also had this conversation with a few of my friends recently, also, and it was pertaining to this, right? Like they ask trades within motion design. You can max level. You can your speed, the speed of doing a job, you will hit a ceiling. And the ceiling is your computer. How fast can you render? You know your shortcuts, blah 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 blah, right? Yes. Files are prep and all that. The yeah. second thing that you can you can kind of max out your level would be being able to com- collaborate with a with a designer or something like that, getting the files from them, speeding that process up. Uh-huh. Right? But the one that you can't that will become an endless loop was exactly like we said like earlier, having the taste and having the eye for the work. Mm. And you can't teach that to a junior man, you know? You can have somebody who knows After Effects. He knows how to easy ease. He knows how to import files, export, blah, 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 blah. But he's just missing that taste and that eye. And that's what the senior is for. Yeah. Well. I mean, I should. Can can reach out, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we should be, right? I mean, one of the reasons I, I decided to do this was also to reach out to people and like reconnect with my old friends like you. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> hey, also, mm-hmm. I, I guess, like, do you think that you'll you'll stay in motion design for a while? Like, uh, do you think for forever, or uh, or do you think of like jumping board to like jumping board? Is that a term? No, um, jumping ship. Jumping to, like, ship. Another, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jumping ship to like another form of design. <laughs> jumping ship to another form of design. I guess. I think I, I I love motion design. I think it's one of those things that is very, very... I've never felt this way about a particular craft or medium. I probably would see my, my entire career be about it. Maybe not as somebody who's crafting the work, but I see myself either as being... Uh, it sounds super weird and it sounds a bit stupid, but almost like an ac- academic of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really do, in the weirdest way possible, like, I really do love the industry. And I really get happy when I watch good work. Uh-huh. You know? Like, it's, for me, it makes sense for me to want to stay within the industry, but maybe in, in a more of a, like, if I'm in my 50s or 60s, right, I would have more value to give back if I was operating something like motionographer or something like that. Right. Like, like something, or maybe like doing education with school of motion or something like that, like a form of that at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say I would stick to it, but I don't think I would fancy opening up After Effects and then like fucking moving keyframes uh, <laughs> in my 50s, you know? Yeah. I don't yeah. think that's this for me. <laughs> yeah. That's wild that already. Yeah. What about you, man? Um, because as, um, I was traditionally trained in editorial, actually. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would love in the future to go back to other forms of, it, of, of design, especially editorial uh, again. So mm-hmm. I guess in a sense, that's where, that's why my headspace is on also in this studio thing, because I would assume that in a studio, you could, could have a sort of more universal kind of job, the kind of jobs that doesn't only require... Uh, motion design but also yeah. like, like get get other things of design get get other types of design uh, in yeah. jobs yeah so like i i guess for me i don't think i'll jump ship but it's more like 
uh, I would like to go back and do some other stuff. Not motion design 100% all the time. Just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe 75% and the other, in a, other 25%. Something else. Is this... Okay, would this be related to the... What? You had this series on your Instagram. Something news. Something news? Like... Uh, it was this super weird... Uh, it was very... F- Adult oh, swim. Nabis. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now broadcasting system. Yeah, now broadcasting. Now broadcasting. Yeah, dude, it was so weird. Thank you. Yeah, are you referring to that kind of thing when you say editorial? Um, no, editorial meaning like like actual print. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, that, uh, gotcha. That now broadcasting system is that's that's sort of like my other the other half of me to be honest. So your your personality is split in two, lah. <laughs> yeah, you know the duality of man. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the creativity flows. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that's yeah, not just yeah. one of me. That's two of me. Whoa, so deep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, editorial. Okay, dude. Okay, that's brilliant. I didn't know you even fancied that kind of stuff. Yeah, you mean print? Yeah, yeah. I never came across. I guess we've never spoken about it, lah. Yeah. I, I guess I just like typography. I think um I think it's kind of see kind of see through no kind of showed kind of show in my work that it's like I'm better at typography animation than like illustrations mm. or anything but then you're kinetic type lah. Kinetic type or like I guess kinetic shapes in general. <laughs> yeah, I guess your work does have your 2D work at least there's a very strong sense of movement. Yeah, thank you. That that is very how do I put this? Uh? It makes sense for the work on its own, but as you watch your other stuff, you're like, okay, this makes sense. This guy's just very good at at movement. Uh. Do you know what I mean? Like you Not know really. how this? <laughs> okay, you know how when you see somebody animate uh, a ball moving from point A to point B linearly, left to right. Yes. Uh, there's that sense of timing. And you can, it's almost a personality, you know. Right. You get what I mean? I feel like, okay, like if you work with enough people, you, you kind of understand it, right? Like there's a, oh, you're telling this me animator. That like, you're telling me that like how one person animate a ball left to right would be different than to other animators or something? Like they, they have their own taste to it? Yes. That t- the sense of timing is very personal. Right, right. Okay. That you should know, be like a test. That could be a it test. It should be. Thing. Okay, dude, let's okay. That that's interesting. I will okay, call <laughs> find four more friends. I'll find four on my end. Yeah. You find four on your end. Let's 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 do this. Let's just set up an AE file. Let's put a ball at point A uh-huh. and then point B. Right? It it's five seconds long. Let's oh, just yes. see what the fuck they come up with. You know, I think that'll be quite fun. That would okay, be quite okay. fun. Dude, like is this for real? Like we could set it up. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah, because we should set it up. We'll do this after the call. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Ken, Ken. Sweet. Oh, okay, Ken. Okay, but besides the point, sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah, where was it? Where were we? That was fun, that was fun. Yeah, I feel like that there is a personality in the sense of timing. And everybody's internal clock is different. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of see, like... I mean, directors have this really, right? A Tarantino film edits like a Tarantino film. And that's part because he keeps using the same editor. That kind of thing. Like, okay. I could be wrong, okay? I could be completely wrong when I say that. But I do feel there's a personality and that personality is you when you animate things. That sense of timing, the sense of place and all that. There's the whole idea of an appealing animation, right? But 
what makes it appealing also is that personality that gets involved in the work. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, like, you look at French animation, so different from Japanese. Oh, that would be an interesting thing to look at as well. Like, like the differences in in animation in different like backgrounds, I would say. Cultural backgrounds, right? Cultural like, backgrounds, how is it yeah. affected? Yeah, I think there should be a study about this. Okay, we'll read up. But we'll read up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's the thing. Like, there is a personality to it. Yeah. That was the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for listening, man. Thanks, thanks for man. listening. Okay. Uh, I guess last question. It's, been, it's almost been an hour. Yay. How's your Twitch thing coming along? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, dude, that Twitch thing. <laughs> nah, man. Honestly, that Twitch thing. It's I'm um, um, I just got through Twitch affiliate. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. Congrats. I have no that's idea cool. what that means, but congrats. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's sort of like Twitch. Um, so in Twitch, where you want to get into is Twitch partner. Twitch partner is like where you see like your your famous hosts. That in mm-hmm. that like, in as a Twitch partner, people can like donate you all the time. Mm. you'll get sort of like a settled salary from twitch as well for the views um mm-hmm. twitch affiliate is sort of like a step into it like it's the first step into it twitch mm-hmm. affiliate um i think you can like only unlocks like pe- the ability for pe- other people to donate that's it ah. yeah but that's oh, dude honestly twitch uh, twitch the twitch thing i didn't expect myself to get twitch affiliate because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm legit doing it just for fun that's why like even the, that Twitch, the Twitch thing, right? It doesn't even have my proper branding or whatever you call it. It's yeah, just, yeah. Just has my username, and then like people kind of like it, and I'm just gonna, yeah. just gonna go with it for now. I'm just gonna go. Yeah, with but the I guess that's the appeal, right? Like the fact that it's just nonsense and you're just having fun. That's why it's nice to watch. Hey, that's all right. Right, <laughs> I can deal <Yeah>. with that. <laughs> yeah, have have people donated at all? No, no. Oh, um, I just unlocked the invitation, but I haven't figured it out. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. The okay. Sorry. Real, real. Final question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it? What's it like working overseas? Uh, like being displaced from your hometown and all that kind of thing because of your ambition. Huh. I guess. Wow, this is deep for a final question. <laughs> yeah, I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time, but I've never had the capacity to. I'd say honestly not much difference because I'm kind of used to living overseas away from parents for like so many years already. Like this mm-hmm. coming to my 11th year in Singapore. Damn. Yeah. It's okay. not a lot of difference. Uh, I think like for anyone who just moved to Singapore for work after two years, they would definitely be homesick. But for me, it's, I think I'm okay. Like I'm honestly not very worried about it. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing is, I guess, just, yeah, I guess I miss my parents because I haven't seen them for over a year. A decade. Uh, yeah. not, a, not a decade. Lah, but oh, shit. No, okay, <laughs> no, okay, sorry, I, mean, sorry. I mean, I haven't flown, I haven't flown back for like over a year. So I haven't seen them for over a year. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, of course I miss them, lah, but I, as, as so far as um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, uh, dude, thanks so much for being on the call. No problem. And it's quite poignant. It's like quite a poignant end to to the call. 
Love your parents. <laughs> love your parents. Uh, so sometimes the, the relationship stuff, but love your parents. So moral of the story is, uh, you know, this motion graphics design podcast is love your parents. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we are in the situation we're in because of our parents. Yeah. Don't don't get stuck in front of your computer twenty four hours until nighttime. See your parents in the daylight once in a while. <laughs> exactly. Ex- get someone that sunlight. Get someone get sunlight. Uh, have lunch with them, not just dinner or supper. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point though. I I feel like that's a good mantra to end it with. <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? Why not? Sweet. Okay, man. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh Thank you. Yeah, love your parents. And then we'll catch up soon, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah. Catch up soon too. Thank, thanks for having me. This is, this is a You're great welcome, man. Thanks I think for... this is gonna be a great episode. This is gonna gonna give it a, <laughs> gonna get a lot of listeners. You're gonna get uh, thousands of listeners at least. <laughs> I'm gonna be a Twitch affiliate too, lah. <laughs> I, I dare you. you promote my channel, then. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. What's your what's your what's your channel? <laughs> no, like, <What's> <laughs> dude, let's fucking promote it, dude. Let's do it. What's your okay, channel? Dude? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug my Instagram is. Uh, Instagram.com mm-hmm. rational or if you want to follow my art account regular or you want to follow my Twitch Sick Duck Mountain or if you want to follow my good friend Otoy Boy <laughs> mm, beautiful plug beautiful, beautiful plug especially beautiful. the last one right there yeah, beautiful video <laughs> smooth I think I think the all listeners would never knew you did. I think I think I think we're good I think we're good bro <laughs> okay thanks so much dude thanks so much I'll catch up with you soon thanks, dude. okay dude okay, see ciao. you bye